0: You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives, to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur, and in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. Friends, I am excited to be here today. I have with me a gentleman in the studio that is on fire for God. You talk about gifting. This is a person that has been exhibiting his gifting, sharing his gifting with others in the community. I'm talking about a spiritual maverick. I'm talking about a person that is a trailblazer, a person that's making it happen in the Chicago Heights area. If you all haven't heard, I want you to call someone, call a friend, share this broadcast with them. I want you to subscribe to the broadcast as well, because we have something special for you today. So call a friend, tell them to listen in, because we have with us the one and only Pastor Lawrence Blackfield from Bethel Baptist Church. I mean, you all, if you were in the studio with us today, we're going to be on fire. We're going to do some deep sea diving. We're going to get into the word a little bit and see what's behind this awesome gentleman that brings it every time he steps into the pulpit. So thank you all for being here. And pastor, welcome to the show. <laughs>
1: well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: You know, pastor, um, a lot of people that are are in ministry, a lot of pastors, they're doing a lot of different things before they get called into the ministry. Um, when did you realize that you were called to be a pastor? Uh,
1: well, when did I realize that I was called to be a pastor? Well, it was nineteen 1990- ninety. that I was called to ministry. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I would say maybe around 96, 97, I knew that pastoring was in my future. However, um, my focus was to serve faithfully under my pastor, which was Pastor John H. Rice, Sr., Mm -hmm. who um, is Pastor Emeritus and has retired. Um, But that's when... And so I took over after he retired, but I served under his leadership for 19 years as an associate.
0: Wow. Now, if you knew then what you know now as a pastor, <laughs> what
1: would you have said to yourself just stepping into Don't the- Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, well, well. I, 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 I would just say that jokingly. Um, when I think about what I know now mm-hmm. versus what I knew then- um, I would spend more time b- getting advice from m- more people who have more experience than I have. Mm. You know, sometimes we we are dropped into a situation and we have to learn on the job, mm-hmm. and sometimes I I have gotten it right. Other times I've gotten it wrong, mm-hmm. but I've learned from 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 some of the earlier mistakes, and uh, that's one of the things that I definitely would do uh, different.
0: You know, there's so many pastors that have started out and then they have stopped for one reason or another. I mean, just across the North American continent, Mm -hmm. you have pastors that are leaving the ministry for different reasons. Um, What can church members do to be able to encourage pastors? Because a lot of times... They're looking for their support and there's so many problems they bring and just dump it there. But what can some of the church members do to encourage more pastors to just hang in there? Because they're giving it their all, Mm -hmm. but there's those times when they don't think their all is enough because you have those times where you don't know how you're going to pay the bills and you're doing everything. So what can church members do to encourage more pastors to just, you know, hang in there besides Mm -hmm. praying for them Mm -hmm. as
1: well? (laughs) That's an excellent question. One of the things that membership can do to encourage pastors today Mm -hmm. is first and foremost to realize that your pastor is a human being. And the same needs Mm -hmm. that you have, your pastor has those same needs, the Mm -hmm. same challenges that you face that pastors are helping their membership through. Oftentimes we are dealing with the thing that we're helping others through. Mm. So we are We are preaching and we are ministering and counseling, healing while we're wounded. And so it's important to recognize that pastors are human beings and they hurt like you hurt. They have needs like you have needs. And just recognize that and appreciate the role, the gifting of pastors.
0: You know, that is so important that you said that, Pastor, because a lot of times if someone maybe, you know, years ago, especially when people would come to the church for everything, if they can't pay their rent, they come to the church. If they have a a problem, come on, they they come (laughs) to the church and not realizing that the pastors have to pull out money from their own personal budget, oftentimes to help Uh, feed someone or to help encourage someone, spending time um, with someone else's children when they could be home at dinner, having dinner with their own children. So Mm -hmm. you're so right about pastors are human. And a lot of times we have them such on a high pedestal. We forget that they have the same needs. They have to pay their bills. They want a nice car as well. They want to be able to spend time with their family and go on vacation and not just work 24-7, you know, yes. so to speak, like be on call yeah. like a doctor, yes. so to speak. I know there's a work involved in ministry, but that is so key to bring out how members can support their pastors realizing that if there's a death in the family, they're hurting as well as that person that they're ministering to yes. that might have had a death in their family. Mm-hmm. So that's a really uh, important thing, you know, to bring out and things like that. Pastor, other than the Bible, what other book has influenced your life? Because I know there's a lot of reading and a lot of yes. studying that you all have to do. So what's one of the books that has really influenced your life other than the Bible?
1: Outside of the Bible, um, in recent years has been a book by uh, Dr. Christopher uh, Toot, uh, Mm -hmm. which is The 10 Biblical Laws of Success, which is a phenomenal read. I think Mm -hmm. that everyone um, should have a copy of this book, um, and it just gives, break down these 10 principles in which if we apply to our daily lives, will give us the roadmap to success. And the principles are not just success principles about earning or getting more money and things, but they are biblical principles that you can govern your life by and you will see the results. And I'm a living testimony of it.
0: Wow. You know, it's really interesting when you say that because a lot of times we're not living by the principles that we should be living by. And so people are having so much hurt in their lives because they're not living by the biblical principles, Mm -hmm. let alone just principles of how to love thy neighbor, treat people Mm -hmm. right and things like that. And so I think in the church we've gotten Kind of a little bit just off-centered a little bit because mm-hmm. people are preaching so many other messages. You're telling the television, and they're mm-hmm. talking about something other than salvation mm-hmm. or things that people need. Yes, um, so. With thinking about the church platform and all of this stuff that's going on that we're hearing, what do you think is the most important need that the church has today? Because they're doing this kind of ministry for the young people and this kind of ministry for the preschool and this kind of ministry for the seniors yes. and, and this kind of ministry for the married and the unmarried. and All of this is going on, but where's where is everybody coming back together? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just in worship. So yes. what do you think one of the biggest needs are? Because we're so dissected. When we get to church, we got to send this one over here and this one over here and this one over here. Mm -hmm. And that's a time when you think it used to be families just there coming to church, you know. So what do you think is one of the biggest needs um, today in in
1: the church itself? I think the uh, and this is just, you know, my take on it. And Mm -hmm. that is I believe the one of the greatest needs of the church today Mm -hmm. is to recognize that we are in a society Full of hurting people, and while individuals may have um, the best clothes and driving the best cars, Mm -hmm. living the best homes, have promotions and titles and degrees and all of these things that would um, most would consider examples of Mm -hmm. success, every single person has some hurt that they're dealing with, as we see. Um the challenges in the area of mental health mm-hmm. um growing mm-hmm. the pandemic didn't help that but 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 it only exposed what was already there and in mm-hmm. some cases um, exacerbated the um, challenges that mm-hmm. people were already facing. Wow. And so that hurt has been compounded in many cases, and that hurt has continued to, to grow, because too often in the African-American community, we aren't getting the help that we need. And unfortunately, the pulpit has not been um, helpful in that area, because there are many pastors that will say, you don't need to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You just need to pray Mm -hmm. and trust and believe God. Wow. I am, my wife, are are, are, are strong proponents of knowing and being, knowing God and being filled with the spirit, Mm -hmm. knowing the word of God and and praying and living a life Mm -hmm. of faith. But we also believe that just as you would go to the hospital, the doctor for your toe, Mm -hmm. your knee, your Mm -hmm. back, whatever else is hurting. We also need to get the help for our mental health as well. And the church has to be more vocal about this because while we are silent and while we are diverting folk away from these resources that they need, um, I think that we have to own a level of responsibility for some of the challenges that folk are facing and and even. The loss of life, when we tell people don't go to a doctor or a psychiatrist or a psychologist, just pray. And and they're dealing with chemical imbalances. They're dealing with emotional challenges and childhood trauma that has been compounded over the years. And we're keeping them from getting the help that they need. That
0: is just a key point right there. The trauma that people have had, and um, not just because of the pandemic. I mean, things were going on, but like you said, the mm-hmm. pandemic made it worse. Yes, you know, and and the mental health issues that we're seeing right now. Unfortunately, like you said, even in the church, it's not being addressed. Yes. People are coming to church stressed. Yes. uh, have had more issues than Scott Rural Tissues. They're looking for help. They're They're looking looking for for help. help. And a lot of times the old school will say, well, just pray about it or I'll pray Mm -hmm. for you. And every week they're at the altar trying to get prayer, trying to get help. But I think it's important to say that sometimes you need to have a professional you talk to, someone to talk to, to help you to kind of sort it out because you have all these voices going on in your head of like this and that and and like you said, past traumas and people don't know what to do.
1: I'm not one that just talk about and and, and encourage others to mm-hmm. get the help that they need. Mm-hmm. I get the help that I need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have a therapist mm-hmm. that I see every other week. Mm-hmm. And if 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 things get rough or things get heavy, I'll I'll, I'll go every week Mm -hmm. because I understand that if I'm going to be who God created me to be for others, Mm -hmm. then I have to make sure that I take care of me. Mm -hmm. And taking care of me is making sure that I get the help that I need, that I'm able to have a place where where I can go and unload when I am the place that many Mm -hmm. are coming to unload. Wow. And so if I'm carrying everything that's that's being dropped on me along with what is within me, it's just a matter of time before I break apart.
0: And that's just like a doctor. You know, the doctor is helping so many people. But when they get sick, who do they go to? Yes. They're all, and a lot yes. of times they're the hardest people to take care of. No because doubt. They're like all this stuff is going on. And it's really important for people to know. Um, whether you're in ministry or not, to get the help that you need. And it doesn't have to be a big problem. It It just could be something. It
1: takes humility, though. Mm. It takes humility. You must recognize that you don't have to be up here all the time. And that's one of the challenges that pastors Mm -hmm. uh, endure and have to face is because people expect them to be here all the time. And and we become professional actors on the stage of life Mm -hmm. trying to be all things to everyone all the time. And there is no one that can do that successfully.
0: And it's so it's so important because when that happens, they're up on that pedestal. And then when they fall or they come down because of Mm -hmm. mental issues, emotional issues, emotional trauma. Um, when that springs up, then everyone is looking like, how can that happen? Yes. What happened? And it's just a, a a whirlwind of news that just go, did you hear about this pastor? Did you hear about that pastor or something? And it's sad and the because grace. they're human, like yes. you said.
1: Yes. And yeah. the grace that we want the pastors to have mm-hmm. for us when we fall, when, we, when our children fall, yeah. The community that the pastor serves, the congregation that the pastors serve, oftentimes don't have the same grace for them when they fall or they stumble or they struggle or their mm. children. Wow! And so we they we have PK to have this absolutely. Mm. We have to have the same grace for those in spiritual leadership that we want them to have for us.
0: Wow. And that's so important because a lot of times we look at them and it's like, oh, they fail. People almost mm-hmm. want to leave the church. Right. You know, they're like, "We're right. gonna get another church." Yes. Then they talk yes. about the family and yes. everything else, and you know, it's just it's just yes. mad drama that goes on. But you're right; we need to have more grace for the leadership, and and connect more with them. You yes. know, as far, as members of the yes. body of Christ, and and how can I help? What mm-hmm. can I pray about? Versus yes. leave. I think it's an important thing that you mentioned also, Pastor, as far as you know, pastors or people in leadership. Period. Getting yes. help. Yes. You know, you look at Absolutely. our political system today. Yes. Um, some of the political people that mm-hmm. we're looking at and we're like, what happened and mm-hmm. what's going on? It's really because they did not go get the help that they needed. I think yes. at a time where they're trying to reach for power and reach for more, mm-hmm. but they didn't get the help maybe that they could have gotten to help ease some of the, the woes and some of the decisions that they're making. Yes. They have a lot on their plate, you know, from presidents all the way down. And when you think about it, it you know,
1: imagine mm-hmm. having to live your life under the lights and the cameras all Mm. the time.
0: Mm. Like celebrities, for instance, like Whitney Houston. Absolutely. So
1: you have the you you don't have the luxury of uh, anonymity Mm. and privacy Mm. because anywhere you go, there's someone that knows who you are and expects you to be who they know you to be in that Office or that role, whether it's pastor, whether it's a political leader or a celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. They they oftentimes don't give you that space to be human. Mm. And so who can actually be on? That's a hundred percent of the time.
0: And, you know, it's interesting because even Jesus took time where he went away. Absolutely. He went into the mountains. Yes. He he went by himself mm-hmm. to pray. And I think during that time, there was that meditation. There was that time of reflection, mm-hmm. not just being around the multitudes. That's right. Of people. Absolutely. Just being around the multitudes all day as he traveled. That would take a wear and
1: tear on anyone. You know, we saw that in the scripture where the woman with the issue of blood that 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 and uh, that. The, Touch the touched the hem of his, him of his yeah. garment And he immediately Turned and said who touched me yes. Because that one person With that need mm-hmm. He felt virtue leave him mm-hmm. The scripture says And when you think about The throngs of people Who were around him at mm-hmm. any Given time How much was being pulled from him That's On a daily basis mm-hmm. That 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 drained him. Wow,
0: that's amazing. The
1: humanity side of him.
0: Right, right, and and he had to go and rest. Yes, and he had to go and yes. and pray to God and talk to God and he got and some even sleep he was too. On the, and he got some sleep. Uh, that's one of the things that that <laughs> rest.
1: That, that, that rest. I, I, I that and and for me that is something that I have to work on, but but, but he. He was in the the hall of the ship sleep. Wow. On the pillow, he was out mm. while the disciples were were yelling and screaming and afraid and and panicking, he was knocked out because he understood that rest was important, wow. and so I'm preaching to myself yeah. right
0: now. <laughs> but no, that's interesting because you can find rest in stress when you got a lot of things going on. No and like doubt. you said, the very virtue that he's like somebody touched me, and everybody's yes. like, "Why would you ask that question?" Exactly. He was so tuned in, yes. to what was going on and what was happening um, until he said, "Hey, there's like you said, there's a need." Mm-hmm. And I think with the world in which we're in today, with overwhelming competition, with you know, overwhelming ah, so many things going on that we need to be able to be tuned in to a God, to be able to say, God, what is my manna for today? Yes. What do I need? Because you know what I need. You you know, we may not know what we need, but God knows what we need.
1: You talked about being tuned in. Mm -hmm. I think that there is also a need for us to tune out. Mm, Wow. Because we are so inundated with social media and the lives of others and the um, portray- portrayal of life by not only people we don't know, but those that we do know. Yes. And, and people are putting on a facade that mm-hmm. oftentimes others are trying to mimic, not understanding how they are able to do what they're doing or not realizing that what they're saying they're doing mm-hmm. It's not reality. And so you have people trying to live up to a standard that's unrealistic and oftentimes finding themselves living beyond their means.
0: And that's where that mental stress comes in, that mental health. And then the trauma that it causes when Mm -hmm. it doesn't land the way you want it to. Absolutely. Now you're in a whole situation where you thought it was going to happen this way and it didn't. And a lot of times we're talking about celebrities. They just end it because they're like, you know, it didn't happen the way I wanted it to, especially some of your, your hip hop artist mm-hmm. they're out there selling their soul doing mm-hmm. all these things and when it doesn't go the way it does they just check out
1: not only that you have individuals that are so um addicted to mm-hmm. the lifestyle and the image that they are willing to do anything to get it or maintain it wow
0: that's and so they find
1: themselves going into Uh, And committing crimes and doing things Mm -hmm. or even uh, self-medicating to address and try Mm -hmm. to live up to this life Mm -hmm. that an image that either the society has of them or that they have put out there that they are. and. That's a lot of pressure. It's breaking people.
0: Yes, it's a lot of pressure. They don't know what to do and where to turn and who to go to, you know, and it's just it's causing them to have just the mental breakdown.
1: And that's where the church is important for the church. Mm -hmm. That's where it's important for the kingdom Mm -hmm. um, to be present, but also to be welcoming and inviting Mm -hmm. of individuals from all walks of life to know that when you come into our houses of worship, yes. that it's a safe place, yes. that that at minimum mm-hmm. you won't be harmed by coming here. Unfortunately, wow. I have to a- a- accept the fact that 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 in some cases some of the greatest hurt happens in the church. Yes, church hurt. And so where do you go after you've gone to the place that you wanted to get healing from? and end up hurt even more when you go there. Where do you go from there? And that's
0: so sad because a lot of people not only have left church, but they are ruined and they can't return to that place as they were because of the the hurt yes. that they have experienced in the church from the yes. different members or yes. or something that was said to them and they don't know how to erase and replace yes. you know the situation. So they're just in that state. Pastor, let's talk a little bit about church hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel that, church hurt has really affected so many people in the North American continent because people will leave yes. and they won't come back and mm-hmm. they go to another spot. And it's just like some people just what they call church hop yes. from church to church to church. How do you think that that is affecting um, the body of Christ?
1: I think that is having a tremendous impact on the body as a whole. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: However, I think that it's important that we all as individuals know that Mm. there is no perfect church. Yes, that's true. And that there are, because the church consists of people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. who have been redeemed Mm. by the hand of God, by the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, These, these people Mm -hmm. are not perfect. Yes. And so, Yes, there are going to be experiences where you're going to get hurt. Yeah. But but here's the thing that I, I, I have, because when people say, I'm not going back to church or I'm not going back to that church. Say
0: that church, yeah. But
1: if you go to the grocery store mm. and so the, the clerk is nasty to you, you go back. If you yeah. go to the restaurant <laughs> and they get your order wrong, you go back. That's right.
0: If that's you, right. It,
1: whatever you go, wherever you go, mm. if, they, if you have a bad experience, you go back and you don't, ever, you don't say, I'm never going back. To the grocery store anymore. Yes, that's true. And so in that, but I also understand that that church hurt happens. And I believe that the the pain that people experience because of church hurt, they go to the next church looking for healing. Yeah. That's only crazy. to realize or experience more hurt. Be and it's simply because. Oftentimes we haven't Mm -hmm. communicated what's hurting us. Wow. that's good. We haven't had the conversation and and all most of the time, all it takes is us going back to the person who hurt us and let them know they hurt us because sometimes they don't know because they've just been who they are. They don't realize they hurt you. So I think that it's important that the scripture tells us if you have an alt with your brother, go to your brother first. Mm-hmm. If your brother doesn't hear you, then you get a witness and go back. Wow. Mm. And if you, he, he still doesn't hear you, then you bring that person before the congregation. So in that, we need to do first things first. Mm. And that is, let them know you were hurt by what they said or did, because there are many people who leave and the person who hurt mm. them don't even know.
0: That's sad.
1: And then others are will, will leave because especially within ministry, and start their own church. And so yeah. now you have a hurt person who leads and starts a church <laughs> who now is pastoring and passing that hurt on to everyone that comes into that church. Mm-hmm. And now you have all of these churches that are opening mm. because folk disagreed or were hurt for one reason or another. And that's interesting.
0: Which brings me to Bethel Baptist. How is the church... Um, doing outreach to to work with mental health, um, to work with the young people, um, to work with people going through trauma and all of these types of things. I know there's a lot of food deserts in a lot of places and a lot of people have pantries and things like that mm-hmm. trying to help out with that situation. So let's talk a little bit about the outreach that's going on, different outreaches that's going on at Bethel.
1: Absolutely. Well, I can say this. Um, there is far more need than there are resources mm. uh, and and people to meet those needs, especially in uh, underserved communities like Chicago Heights and the South uh, Suburban communities yes. of Chicago, um, and 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 throughout cities throughout the country. So, what are we doing? We are um, attempting to address a number of issues. So okay. um, through our Bethel Family Resource Center, which is our nonprofit, um, we provide services to those who are home, facing homelessness. We provide services to those who are uh, need assistance with their uh, utilities and rent. We provide uh, skills training through our pre-apprenticeship uh, programs mm-hmm. For youth as well as adults. Okay. Okay. We do perform an arts um, program mm-hmm. for our youth. We have uh, a 32,000 square foot community center mm-hmm. that has classrooms, offices, banquet hall, gymnasium, mm-hmm. um, a lot to offer the community. Mm-hmm. And so we are wrapping up. A uh, two-year renovation of our community center, and so um, when our community center is is op- reopened 100, percent you know, young people will have access to our gymnasium. Uh, we're looking forward to doing uh, game nights, family nights. Uh, we we have a lot to offer our community. Mm we there's always a need for volunteers. Yes. Um, yes. The, there are members from the congregation that that work in these different areas. There are staff that we have, but but we always need volunteers. And since the pandemic, we have been housing our shelter guests in hotels for the last three years.
0: Wow. That's really interesting because there's so many things that you touched on so many different needs. And that's just I mean, there's a plethora of needs out there. Absolutely. And like you said, there's there's more resources, uh, more more uh, monies, and more things needed to be able to take care absolutely of the many different needs out there. Not yes. just the spiritual needs of just coming to a place, but you know, you mentioned the homelessness. You mentioned the youth, yes. and a lot of times they're in the streets. They don't know where to go and what right. to do. They have nothing. Yeah. And just basketball or having a mm-hmm. gym yes. uh, where they can go after school, or um, you know, a computer lab where they can get help. You know, with yes. um, you know, with their their homework. There's so much that's going on in our communities as African-Americans. Mm-hmm. We need help. And one know? of the
1: things that we often do is we think that we need more than we actually need to be able to help.
0: Mm.
1: Let me give you an example. So our church directly across the street from our church is a basketball court that is owned by the Housing Authority of Cook oh, okay. County. Okay. And so um I I, young people are out there playing basketball, especially during the summer months. Mm. And when, but, but because of my relationship with them that I'll go over on the basketball court and I'll let them know, look, I may not, I ain't going to run up and down the court with you all, but I'll, I'll shoot any one of you all out here and I'll shoot. And they're, they're surprised because pastor show up in his suit and he'll Uh. take off his jacket and in his church shoes, he's shooting and and they know that I can shoot. But, but beyond that, They'll come. Mm. They'll see my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Pastor, can we get some water? Pastor, can I use the washroom? Mm. They get a chance to come in. I spend some time with them. Wow. But there are times because I know these young people. I know our community. Mm-hmm. There are times that I'll say, all right, you all, go have a seat over there mm-hmm. in the in the mm-hmm. lower level of our church. And I'll go in the kitchen and I'll boil hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And I'll put some tater tots in the oven. And I'll cook them a meal mm-hmm. and I'll eat with them and hang out, or I'll order pizza mm. and so and and feed them before they go back out on the basketball court. Or recently mm. um, I asked them to help me clear out half of our basketball court so that they could play. Yeah. And after they did that, they could play basketball and I ordered them pizza, but I get a chance to spend time with them and right, learn right. who they are. Mm. So when something happens in the community, mm-hmm. I I know names. They know me. I know parents that I can go and have a conversation with. Yes. And that's important that we be engaged. Yes. And that that our community not only know us from being up in the pulpit and behind right. the podium.
0: You know, that, man, that's a mouthful right there. <laughs> because a lot of people <laughs> don't want to be bothered with young people. They think they're a nuisance. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, they they don't understand them. They're tech kids and they're doing all this stuff. But like you said, just ministering, reaching out, being there, yes. being there for them. How do you balance the the life of a father and a pastor and, and it's like the worth life balance going on because you're reaching out to the people yes. in the community Doing all this, and like we said earlier, people expect the pastors to to be the all-in-all. All, yes, you know, taking care yes. of things. But how do you balance the work, would say, with the other side of life, and just keeping things at a uh, level where, like you said, you're okay, yes. you know, yes. to be able Absolutely. to give to the people, you know.
1: Well, I, that is an excellent question, and I really appreciate that one because. My children, my family mm-hmm. has helped me to establish that balance. Mm-hmm. And 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 early when I started in ministry, my family was young. Oh, and so okay. I have five children. They're yeah. all adults now. Mm. Uh, my oldest is 34, mm-hmm. and my youngest is t- will will be 25 in July. Okay. And so as a young minister yeah. i have children in football cheerleading basketball wrestling baseball wow, wow. all of these different <laughs> things all at the same time yeah. so and ministry. Was, and, and, and ministry and 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 ministry so yeah. for me it was always about balance and mm. so while i am a minister i'm a father first
0: yes and yes. so
1: i'm going to be at the basketball games, cheer camps, cheer competitions. I'm going to be at baseball, whatever. All of those things. I'm going to be present. Mm. And so and then I because I was present, I was always asked Mm. to get involved. And so I became the president of the Youth Association uh, in University Park, where now I'm running the program that my children are part of. Mm. So. On Sunday, and all of our football and cheer game, the games were on Sundays. Mm. But for my family, they knew well games start at ten. We're gonna be at church for the eight o'clock service. We're gonna miss the eleven oh, o'clock service. Okay. Put on your uniforms. We're gonna be sitting in church with our, yeah. our and everyone at the church knew on Sundays uh, on game days. Mm. The black folks are going to be in church yeah, and they're yeah. going to have on their colors yeah. because as soon as service is over, they're going out to the football field and that's wow. where they'll be the rest of the day. That's wow. the balance. So wow. my family helped me to create that balance and I have strived, I have continued to strive over the years mm-hmm. to maintain that balance mm-hmm. in making sure that I'm handling ministry. And there's been times where I was bivocational, I was pastoring. Mm-hmm. I was working full time for Ford Motor Company. We had two services when I began. Came pastor. I had wow. an eight o'clock service, eleven o'clock service, mm. and I had to be at Ford at six o'clock that e- evening.
0: Wow. <laughs> so, wow. So, 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 balance. Talk how, about balance. How do you
1: balance all of this? Yeah. And, and, but thank God, by this time, my children are adults now. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't require the hands on mm-hmm. that. They they needed when they were younger. But I to say to any pastor, mm-hmm. do not sacrifice your children on the altar of the church mm. so that you can advance in ministry, wow. because at the end of the day, I don't care how successful you are in ministry. Mm-hmm. If you're not as successful at home, there really is no success.
0: Wow, that's that 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 is very true. I mean, there's so much going on. If you don't have it at home, you can forget about it anywhere it's else balance. because
1: your children will speak out about it. And it's a <laughs> continual process of mm-hmm. trying to maintain that balance. I don't I'm I'm not sitting here saying that I've oh, gotten okay. it right and and maintain it every time. There, yeah. There are times where even today I see it get out of balance. But I thank God for having a wife that will mm. remind me, all right, babe, I need wow. some of your time. Wow. Or my, my children will call me with a challenge that they're facing mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't care what I'm working on. It has to wait. It stops mm. because I need to spend this two hours mm. on the phone with yeah. my son who's mm. in Wisconsin mm. or my daughter who's in Miami. Mm-hmm. I have to take this time out to spend with them because it's important. And everything else has to wait. And if people don't understand that, that's their problem. But that's how I keep the balance.
0: Now, what's next for Bethel? Because I know that you have a a vision larger than life, as we talked a little bit earlier. So what's next in your vision and the goals for Bethel?
1: Wow. What's next? Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say that. (laughs) I, I can't say that. I know exactly what's next okay there's a lot on the board there's okay. a lot on the table right now we are uh in the midst of some negotiations um on properties mm. that we're looking to acquire okay as well as properties we own that we're looking to develop and so um we will be Building some new homes, single family and multifamily uh, homes. Okay, we will be um, ministry will be expanding.
0: Yes, yes.
1: We're preparing for uh, my tenth year uh, anniversary banquet, and we have a a golf outing that's coming up. So we got a lot of things that's happening right now. Yeah, but, but. but Bethel has a, and Bethel has always done a lot of things.
0: Yes, yes. That's Bethel okay. has
1: always yeah. done a lot of things, yeah. mm-hmm. and so uh, that continues. Okay. And okay. so we will always be engaged with our community and looking to improve the quality of life for individuals in our community and within our region, mm. and and the Southland oh. is the assignment that mm. God has given me. Mm. Chicago Heights in particular, but Chicago Southland, that's the assignment that I have been given. And so what we do in Chicago Heights, Mm -hmm. we will duplicate in other communities. And my goal is just to be a resource for other pastors throughout the country Mm. to show them what we've done, how we've done it, and how they can do it in their communities as well.
0: Wow, that's awesome. I'll tell you all, we are talking to Pastor Lawrence Blackville today. He has a vision. He has a gifting. And it has been so exciting hearing the vision of Bethel. It's growing. It's on the move. Amen. It's where Jesus is. Okay. <laughs> so we want you to check out Bethel Baptist on the website. Pastor, can you give them the information of how to get in contact with Bethel, um, how to get in contact with the Youth Resource Center that you all yes. have and some of the other great things that you all are doing so they can get in contact with the resources there?
1: Well, reaching us, you can uh, visit our website at www.bethelofchicago, one word, mm. dot com, bethelofchicago.com. Okay. Also, um, our Bethel Family Resource Center, um, you can find us at bethelfacility.org. Uh, you can call us at 708, our community center, our resource center at seven zero eight seven five eight. 5585 uh, and our church at seven zero eight seven five seven ninety eight hundred. 757 9800 If you want to reach out to us and please do, you know, yes. stop in on a Sunday morning. Uh, you can always catch me on a Sunday morning uh, when I'm not on vacation at 1303 Fifth Avenue in the city of Chicago, Heinz, Illinois.
0: Wow. We have been talking to Pastor Blackville today of Bethel Church in Chicago Heights. Yes. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. Yes. Pastor's information will be on there as far as his church information as well, where you can be able to get a hold of them, the awesome ministries and the outreaches that they have there. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to just visit the website and also get in contact with Pastor, See how you can help. See how you can donate to some of the great outreach ministries. Mm-hmm things that they're doing. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.